Hello everyone, welcome to A Glimpse of You, a podcast where we dig deep into real experiences of real people. My name is Andrea Rangel, I am an MPH student at the University of Florida, and I will be your host today. Um, We love engagement, so feel free to like, comment, share on this podcast, and share with those you know. Um, So to begin, I want to play a little game, so bear with me. Um, I'm going to say a word and I want you to think of another word that you associate it with. Um, So ready? The word is resilience. Okay, so hopefully you've thought about it now and um, usually people think of quick recovery, bouncing back, brave, heroic. Um, Commonly, many refer to resilience or associate resilience with bouncing back from a difficult hardship and restoring the emotional and mental self to its original form. So we have a message from one of our listeners. Um, So we're going to hear that one now. Hello, my name is Sophia. I live in Florida and I am a listener of Glimpse of You. I love that this podcast breaks down hard topics for me to understand. I am probably one of your youngest listeners. I have questions about resilience. Um, I was hanging out with some of my friends and they were talking about their immigration story and how they overcame many obstacles. My question is, what is resilience and how does it relate to immigration? Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Sophia. Wow. Um, First, I'm astonished that, you know, you're having this conversation or these types of conversations with your friends um, at such a young age. Um, I think these topics are very, sometimes very sensitive, very vulnerable to speak about. Um, Sometimes they're very taboo. So the fact that, you know, you're already questioning this is is beautiful. Um, So... I have been on my own search on learning about trauma and resiliency. I have recently discovered um, Dr. Meg J's Supernormal and it's um, the untold stories of adversity and resilience. So I'm going to read a little bit of a glimpse to get the conversation going and see her perspective. So according to the American Psychological Association, resilience is adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, or significant ongoing stressors. Researchers say it is unexpected competence despite significant risk. It is achieving success despite serious challenges. No matter how exactly one chooses to phrase it, resilience is doing better than one might expect. It is making good when much has been bad. So in theory, in, you know, in the textbook, um, this is how it's framed. Um, there's no exact, um, you know, set in stone definition of resilience because it does um, come from a lot of experiences and, and different perspective and lenses. Um, but uh, Dr. Meg J also points out one of um, the biggest barriers when it comes to Um, the connotation behind resiliency and she says the problem is that colloquially we talk about resilience in deceptively simple terms we say people who are resilient bounce back they rebound and if we look into the dictionary we see resilience defined as elasticity as the ability to recover quickly and easily to return to one's original state after an illness of misfortune or shock Um, And then she further states that 
social scientists argue that resilience is best understood not as some kind of elastic trait that someone either does or doesn't have, but a a phenomenon as something that we can see but do not entirely understand. Um, And to further this um, perspective of Dr. Meg Jay, we're going to listen to um, one of her clients who she had an experience with um, that also felt this uh, story of resilience. What's wrong with me? Sometimes I feel like I don't fit anywhere, like there isn't a word for whatever I am. I just have this feeling that I'm not like other people, she concluded, that I'm not normal. When I asked Helen if she'd ever thought of herself as resilient, she was more taken aback than confused. Her answer was swift and firm, no. If I was resilient, she went on to explain matter-of-factly, as if I was the one who was mistaken, I wouldn't be here, she said. I wouldn't need to talk to someone like you. Then with impeccable timing, Helen glanced at her watch and interrupted herself to say, our time is up, I'll see you next week. So that itself goes into how sometimes we are resilient without even knowing that we are. It's almost like we go through the motions of what's next um, to kind of survive. Um, and specifically um, for Im- child, like children, immigrants, and refugee adolescents, um, they perceive resilience in different ways and their traumatic experiences are specific to their immigrant experience and it could entail displacement for separation relocation reestablishment exposure to physical emotional mental abuse um, and even uh, the language barrier here we have a um, story on um, an immigrant student's tale, and this is by Kansas City PBS. Do you ever think back on what life was like when you were 14? I try not to. I try not to. Middle school is such an interesting age, you know. I like to be on my phone, watch K-dramas. But for many of the students at Kansas City's Northeast Middle School, they're not only negotiating the typical travails of youth, but of learning English as well. Biggest struggle is speaking. But it's when it's not like your main language. I just need the, need the numbers 1 to 100 because I used to learning in there. And I just know the word friend and mom and dad. The time I came here, my English was a little bad. Now it's better because of my teacher, Ms. Foster. She helped me so much. 50 different languages are spoken in the Kansas City Public Schools District. To the south in Olathe, 72. In the North Kansas City District, it's 110. I think we actually have to have another layer of understanding um, and empathy when it comes to that because these kids have been through things that you and I could just never imagine. Like politics, a lot of fighting. Yeah. They will come to a house and asking for money, they will kill people. I was living in a Thailand camp. But they, they are made up of bamboo wood. It was fine. I was scared. So you really have to think about why is this student doing this? They're a middle schooler. 
they come from another country. Um, I'm looking at what they're doing through an American lens, and you really do have a lot of layers you have to go through. But in Heil's experience, she's come to see not just the resources these kids need, but the resources they are. There's such a beauty in the diversity that we have here. Which brings us back to this young man named Happy. Believe it or not, he's not the only Happy at Northeast Middle. There are multiple students named Patience as well. They've come to the U.S. with only the family name. So that here we have um, kind of like entailed stories, detailed stories about uh, these children's experiences and um, the risk factors that they experience, such as seeing violence and um, experiencing emotional abuse or physical abuse. Um, poverty and all these things and in reality we have to look at the extent to which um, this can affect resiliency or how it may promote resiliency that's still something that needs to be um, researched and looked into more but um, we can definitely talk about adverse childhood experiences and these are any um, experiences that you may feel um, or experience during um, the first 17 years of your life and um, when it comes to like experiencing mental or physical um, diseases or illnesses you're more prone with a higher score but that's not a set indicative um, rather it is more of a, a sort of predictor but it can be changed with uh you know, beautiful people and supportive communities um, that are willing to take a chance and listen, like um, the teacher mentioned, um, and really accommodate to these people and, and these students um, to really make a difference. So resiliency is, is really um, a spectrum of, of um, experiences and uh, the moving forward aspect is very prominent um, so I hope that kind of um, answers your question, Sophia, and I'm so happy that I'm able to um, be part of this podcast. Thank you so much.